Reddit dit to do and welcome into more important issues. It is Sunday, November seventeenth. The Vols in everywhere, everywhere doing well. Garth Brooks had the time of his life on Rocky Top. At least he says. We'll take his word for it. I'm never. I'm not one to, uh, you know, just deny a entertainer. He said it. I believe it. Yeah. I mean, I've never had a bad time. No, never, never. He said, in fact, his exact words were perfect week. And he's right. It's a perfect week. Has been. Uh, as far as I know, uh, see, the volleyball team won. I, can't, I don't know if the last time they played Arkansas, I believe, away on Wednesday. I think they won. Okay. Um, our two basketball teams, undefeated. Football team beat uh, Kentucky. I know we had a bye week. But we'll take the we'll take the win over Kentucky. Nothing um, crazy happened on the bye week. Nothing crazy. So we, I think we won the bye. Every time you have a quiet bye week, you officially won the bye. Yeah, absolutely. We're gonna be talking about uh, basketball's victory in Canada. We've got a preview of Alabama State on Tuesday night. It's Tuesday, not Wednesday. Wednesday. Right? Wednesday. It's Wednesday. Yep. So we'll have a different episode for you guys this week. Yep. Uh, we'll talk about that later. Uh, we got some recruiting news. Uh, a little bit of talk about the, about the bye week. Uh, then we've got a college football recap and our of the weeks. Before Landon tells you about our friends over at Commercial Bank, the Lady Vols did win November 13th. They won. They beat uh, Arkansas 3-2. Nice. Volleyball. So, there you go. I like it. There you go. I'll take a win wherever I can get it. Absolutely. So, Commercial Bank, guys, go check them out. Commercial Bank is your neighborhood bank, and they are a leading financial institution with the services, capabilities, and resources of regional and national banks. Whether it's purchasing a home, saving for your child's future, or planning your next vacation, Commercial Bank is with you every step of the way to navigate life's big decisions. Life made better with Commercial Bank. Visit cbtn.com. Again, that's cbtn.com to learn more and find a branch near you. Guys, go check out Commercial Bank. Awesome people. So glad to be working with them um, and having them sponsor the show. Mm -hmm. Love it. Go check them out. Find a branch. Visit their website, see what financial needs that you have. They can help. Yeah. Go find them. Shout out to Kyle Alexander. Shout out. The Canadian. Yeah. Went to the... Good north of the border. Is it the, the homeland? Or the motherland? The, I think it would be the uh, the homeland for him. I think motherland would be like if his family was Canadian. I think it's homeland for him. Okay, homeland, yeah. Because he, he was born in Canada, right? Like, yeah, I'm pretty yeah, sure. Yeah, it's not just his family was Canadian. Yeah, so okay. uh, yeah, it was... His, his homeland. His homeland. Went to his homeland and got a W. Yeah. Shout Over out. a top 25 opponent. Right. I mean, not the ball's got to be ranked this week, right? Uh, yeah. I'm, With all the losses. I don't know why they haven't just announced it yet. I mean... Right, you might as well. You should have said it the moment the game was over. Yeah, like, I mean, and by the way, what are you waiting on? Yeah, by the way, the Vols are top twenty-five. That uh, reminds me, victory oh, cap. Put it on, baby. A lot of negativity around the victory cap. Yeah, you're gonna have to fix that, guys. It's a victory cap. It doesn't matter what it looks like. Yeah, it's got a power T on it. Exactly. That's that's all you need to know. Apparently, my mom said I look like Bear Bryant. First of all, I was surprised she knew who Bear Bryant was. Maybe she doesn't. Maybe somebody just told her that. <laughs> Somebody's like, your son looks like Bear Bryant. Yeah. You're, you're exactly right. You're exactly right. Uh, you know what Bear Bryant did do? He won. He so did win. Yep. That's what it takes. I mean, I don't want to be a bammer, but that that's what it takes. We'll do it. Uh, like you said, the Vols get the win over number 20, Washington. They were favored in the game, which is very interesting to me. 
I don't understand how they make a top 25 poll, which I know they don't have control over, like, betting odds or anything. But I feel like if you're going to be favored in the second, third game of the year, second game of the year for us, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Third game of the year for Washington, and you're favored. I don't know. That makes any sense. But we were favored in the game. Um, I, you know, if you if you read Dakota's uh, article on uh, on armchairmedianetwork.com, he talked about how their big guys could potentially bring trouble. And I kind of thought the same thing. Um, I thought it was possible. Uh, he had Washington winning. I did think we would win, not by, I got to do the math in my head, not by 13. Yeah, and, and we led the whole game, which was weird. I mean, yeah. it was kind of never in question. Like, we didn't get it to where it was close enough that you're like, oh, crap, here we go. Yeah. I mean, it, it was, I think the the first time I remember we were up by quite a bit, it was 12 to 5. We were up by 7, and that, it never really got around that, about seven is where it got down to, mm-hmm. um, but that that was it. You know, we held our own. Um, we did a good job of starting strong and maintaining that lead. Um, Fulgerson had, had a good start to the game. Um, you know, Pons continues to stay hot. I don't know. Right. <laughs> you can't. Hopefully, it doesn't cool off. Yeah, I mean, it's it's insane. Like, is it? He wasn't even here during the off season. He was with the the France national team. So, oh, interesting. Yeah, I didn't know that. yeah, he played for the France like the whole summer under twenty. Yeah, like basically the whole off season, he was with them playing, and he started for them. Interesting, which is good. He didn't average very many points. Um, I think they came in third in the the FIBA. Yeah, I mean, you talk 20. about how he's scoring. I think the most obviously the actual points are the most notable thing. I think another thing to point out though about him is how quick he is to shoot. There's not hesitation there like there was last year. Yeah. Um, when he gets it, he is, especially from around 15 feet, he's looking to shoot. Um, and that's, you know, that was the biggest thing last year. My, my, I, I was never confident in him. It's because it was like every time he got the ball, shooting was secondary. Yeah. He was never looking to shoot. Um, now that he's doing it, it's obviously made him more successful. Obviously, his shot's better. He's more comfortable. But he's more he's been more successful in it. Um, and he's, he's not taking bad shots. Like, no. Everything that he shoots, you're like, okay, that was a good shot. No. Yeah, he, he's he's shooting the ball just fine. Um, did I, I – I need more rebounds from Pons. You're talking about Pons. I need more rebounds from him. Yeah, I mean – Three. I mean, it is tough because he's – I mean, he's pretty much a guard. Right. But he's playing kind of down low, pretty much on defense. Not yeah. really um, on offense. He's not playing on the block too offense, much. Offense, he's kind of a wing. But yeah. we definitely – we're definitely going to be looking for to get rebounds from him. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, and that's everybody. I mean, mm-hmm. we're going to struggle – our guards are going to have to do a good job of rebounding basketball because we just don't simply have the bigs to bang around with size. Right. And and you look at the game yesterday, Washington had some size, and that, it did give us trouble. They won the their plus 10 in rebounding. They had 42, we had 32. So, mm-hmm. uh, you know, they had a lot of – I think they had 15 offensive rebounds. Yeah, 15 offensive rebounds, we had six. Yeah. Um, so, that, I mean, that's – they're getting second chances by doing that. So, we, we got to – continue to, you know, keep people off the boards. But it's going to be difficult because we simply don't have the size. Yeah, it's kind of going back to you know, almost two years ago when Grant was your biggest guy on the floor. You were out somehow out-rebounding people. Yeah. Uh, a lot of the – not every night, but a lot of the time. Whereas, like, last year when you had guys like Kyle Alexander, um, you know, experienced guys like Grant Williams being able to go in there and it made sense that we were out-rebounding people almost every night. Mm-hmm. Go back to two years ago where it's just the small guys are going to have to go and bang around. Yeah. And 
somehow try to come up with at least defensive rebounds. That's the big thing. Defensive rebounds. Cause like, it's going to be tough to get those second chance points for yourself. It's going to, you know, make it, make the other team earn it by not giving them as many second chance points. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I mean, obviously I'm not complaining about Pond's play. I didn't think he would give us five points a game, let alone 15 yesterday. He's averaging I get 17. Around, yeah. Around 16. Okay. He was averaging 17 going in and he had 15. So I guess it's yeah. around 16, 17 points or 16, 15, 16 points. Yeah. And, and, you know, I said it last time when I said I, I needed, we'd need 20 points for Turner and Bowden just about every night to win. It did, that didn't count for the fact that Ponza be able to score 15 a night. And then Fulgerson had 14 of his own mm-hmm. on Saturday. Fulgerson, I think, I think we said, we mentioned it at least a little bit. He's someone who's going to at least register a stat just about everywhere. And he did. Um, he had rebounds, assists, steals, blocks. And only one turnover. Uh, I think he had three fouls, though. Mm-hmm. But And then for him to go and get 14 points, he's going to be – he has to be a key guy for you this year. Yep. It's just the way it is. Um, and it's not a bad thing with how well he's playing. I mean, going into this season, you were kind of thinking, it's going to be tough if he's one of our best players. But he's played well. Yeah. Um, he's played really well. Uh, several guys have played really well. Gonna need more bench production, though. Yeah, that, that's only playing seven guys, and Jalen Johnson only played six minutes, so you're basically playing six a six-man rotation. Yeah. When you get deep into SEC play, when the schedule kind of wears on you a little bit, you know, every game's kind of a grind, you're going to need more production from yeah. your bench. Especially when you have SEC refs handing out SEC fouls. Exactly. <laughs> um, that's one thing I do I do want to talk about later in a, in a minute in the Alabama State preview. Um, it is, I think, a way to kind of start, hopefully, you know, stimulating some bench production. Uh, so we'll get into that in a minute. And, you know, you look at Turner, 16 points is obviously a good night. Um, he was just one of five from three point range. Uh, got most of his, got most of the job done at the free throw line. Um, but eight assists again, a few more turnovers this time around, but eight assists. He's yeah. dishing the ball out. He's finding other ways to impact the game. That's huge for not only a guard, but a point guard. Yeah, I mean, he, he's Mr. Do-It-Ara now. You know, he led the team in rebounds. He's yeah. the smallest guy on the court. Seven rebounds, eight assists. He did have six turnovers, which you can't have. But he had 16 points. He made the, the most of his free throws. And and him and Bowden, just their their experience, their leadership qualities, you know, that's, that's what's going to help this team in March. Mm-hmm. Oh, it, absolutely. It's just those two guys. Because – I feel like Washington had a good team. I just feel like they didn't have that leadership. You know, they were talented. They have five – or, I'm sorry, they have three five-stars on that yeah. roster, but they just – they didn't re- seem to have that leadership kind of like Bowden and, and Turner did. And and you look at the rest of this team, everybody's filling up the stat sheet. Yeah. Fulkerson, uh, Turner, Bowden, Josiah James, you know, he, he – He's registering more stats now. Yeah. I mean, nine points um, – Four rebounds, five assists, two steals. I mean, he looked more comfortable yeah. in this game. Um, Absolutely. So, hopefully he continues to develop, continues to just let the game come to him and not try to do too much. I, I think him having an injury kind of – it kind of hurt him. And I'm sure it held him back a little bit. Yeah, and this – you know, getting chemistry with all these guys and getting to the flow of how our offense is going to look, I'm sure it's been, you know, a process, but – it seemed Saturday he looked more comfortable, so hopefully we get that production from him going forward. Yeah, we're definitely going to need it from him. You mentioned that kind of really just a six-man rotation right now. Um, definitely going to need more from Josiah. Uh, but filling up, you know, we 
we knew that's kind of what we'd get more from him rather than points is filling up the stat sheet. So to see that start happening against a top 25, like a formidable opponent, you didn't do it against Asheville, which is unfortunate. But like if you'd done it against Asheville and not against Washington, that would be where I'd be like, ah, you know, that's concerning in terms of, but like he's doing it against a good opponent. Yeah. So that look, that gives us, it gives us some hope going forward with him. Um, yeah. I mean, it's, it's, you talk about this team, how they just jumped out to a quick lead. Um, yeah, I'm I'm excited to see if they can, uh, you know, to be able to maintain uh, going into a 14 point lead at half like mm-hmm. that's that's pretty impressive against a top yeah. 25 opponent, especially when you mention those six guys playing. They've been playing the whole game. Yeah, playing the whole game. Can they? You know, that that's nice to see. And I think it's you know, great team basketball is what's gonna you know finding the open man, finding the open spot in the zone. I feel like going forward, a lot of teams are going to play us man to man because we picked apart their two three zone. Right. And we can we've proven we can hit open shots. So if you leave us open, then it's not going to be a good day for you. No. Um, Ballin's still just firing, firing the ball. He he looks he looks aggressive in terms of he's shooting that ball. He's always looking to shoot, um, which is nice. I do. I would like to see Turner be more aggressive going to the rim. Mentioned that against after the Murray State game. Mm-hmm. Would like to see him. I, th- I think it's everybody. I yeah. wish everybody would go to the rim. Yeah. I mean, that's that's it, your easiest shot. And Lamonte does it sometimes. I think we just need more of it from him. Like, yeah, I feel like that's like, I think he may be trying to get everyone, you know, which is good. Sometimes he's, you know, if you're feeling like you're forcing stuff, you need to slow it down, try to get more people involved. That's good. But also, you have the ability to beat guys off the dribble and go to the rim. If you're if you're just not feeling it from shooting outside, be, do that. Beat guys and go to the rim. Meet guys, penetrate, kick it out. Uh, I think. You know you can you can get comfortable going to the rim if you're Lamonte Turner with how good he is. Yeah, and especially at the free throw line, he's good mm-hmm. at the free throw line. So that's go get fouled. Yeah, they'll foul you too. Yeah, they'll foul you. Um, I, I was I was just pleased with our performance. I mean, no, yeah. Speaking of, I'm surprised. Thirteen, I'm surprised. Yeah, went about thirteen. And having it on ESPN Plus, that's stupid. I, I guess it just, you know, when you think games. about it, you know, it's really bad, like, planning. I feel like that should have been, like, a Friday night game. Yeah. You know, because there's so much college football on, on Saturday. And I think Billy Williford from uh, Fox Sports Knox tweeted that this would have been a perfect opportunity to, like, play it live in Thompson Bowling and then have the Garth Brooks concert. I thought that'd be cool. I. I would. I. It kind of like I, run over a little bit though. I thought I said though. I wish they had. It would have been cool to see if they played it on the jumbotron in Neyland. Yeah. And just like before the concert. And you. I mean, as long as the game doesn't go into overtime, you technically probably it. It was probably over in in time. I mean, right at seven. Yeah, it was probably right right around seven. As long as the game yeah. doesn't go into overtime. Yeah. I'm. You know. I. That would have been cool to see. I guess you know you run into issues probably with ESPN and but I mean I feel like if the, the school's doing it it should be okay. Yeah. Who cares? Yeah, I I hate that it was on the Saturday just because like you said ESPN Plus not a lot of people got to watch it. They were like, did they give an official attendance in the box score? I mean there couldn't have been many people there. Um, I'll look it up real quick. That's so, like there could not have been many people there. I don't know. I sometimes those classics like that kind of stuff kind of sucks just the way it's set up. Uh, yeah, I agree. The be doing it in Thompson or doing it in Neyland would have been nineteen thousand. Cool. There's no bull. Bullshit. Oh, that's capacity. Sorry. Oh, okay. I was like, no. <laughs> no, it doesn't say. It doesn't, yeah, I mean, it shouldn't say. There's probably 
two thousand people there. Yeah, there wasn't too many. Yeah, it was. Um, no but yeah, I kind of sucks for a Saturday game. It was nice though to, you know, I, I had a great day at college football. It was, you know, we don't we don't very often get to watch many games because we're tailgating or whatever. Usually only on away games. Um, this time around, man, it was nice. Just a relaxing Saturday. Got to watch a lot of football. Stress to, free. Had to listen to Bob on the call. Um, but uh, we could have watched ESPN Plus, but we decided not to. But yeah, it's whatever. Dude, watching like college football, like watching, I hate CBS. I think CBS is, it makes me want to fall asleep just listening <laughs> to those guys. Danielson, who, who's the other guy? I honestly don't know. I can tell you off the top of my head. Mm. Yeah, they just, ugh. Well, that, it didn't help. It's like that, a NASCAR race. It almost. didn't help that that Auburn Georgia game was very, like, there were 13 three and outs, I think. There, Yeah, there was a lot of punts. Something like that? Yep. 13 might be high. There were a whole lot of three and outs. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was just a boring game altogether. Yeah, and then you had some of those guys in the snooze fest at that point. Yeah. You have anything oh, else for Canada? Yeah. I, I wanted to open with that. But, what's the What's the rest of it? Oh, Canada, our home and native land, true patriot love. For all See, we were trying command. to we were trying remember. to sing it at work, and my boss was like, um, "He got to our home and native land." He's like, "Stand beside her and guide." I was <laughs> like, nope. "I don't." Yep. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, remix. <laughs> yeah, for real. We're just, apparently Canada and United States. Yeah, we just. Combining some. Yeah. Um, mixed it up. Yeah. Made it that, into an EDM song. There you go. Yeah, I, I don't know all of it. I know like the that first part, what I just said. That's it. Yeah, oh, Canada. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, shout out to Kyle, though. That would have been cool if he could have done it when he was in school. It doesn't really matter, you know. Why did Tennessee do it at this point? Yeah, so in like <laughs> two years, we'll go to France. Maybe. I'd love that. I'm just kidding. I hate those European balls. <laughs> Didn't no. the, the ladies' basketball team went to <coughs> Europe this summer? I don't remember what countries they went to, but they went to Europe. Hmm. Yeah. They had to play those those weird balls. They Yeah, I saw them practicing with them at one point, so I assume that's what they used. Mm. Yeah. Um, we're going to we're gonna preview Alabama State right before we do that, though. 865 axe throwing. It's a one-of-a-kind experience. It's perfect for date night, birthdays, anniversaries, friends' night out, wedding parties, corporate team building events, away game tailgating, maybe? A6 axe throwing where locals hang out. We're the first axe throwing range in Knox County and the only outdoor range in the area. They have a friendly and knowledgeable axe coaches that can teach anyone how to throw confidently and safely. Once you stick your first axe, you will be hooked. It's located only 15 minutes from downtown. Their atmosphere can't be beat. Throw axes, play cornhole, tabletop checkers, mega jenga, or just hang out by the fire. They are family, friendly, farm, fun. Go check them out, guys. They've got Twitter, 865-AXE-THROWING, Facebook, 865-AXE-THROWING. And if you go at check-in, use the promo code More Important Issues, and you get $5 off. Make sure you go check them out. I mentioned that away game tailgating. That's what we're doing next weekend. We're going to go axe-throwing before the game. We're going to be able to enjoy our Saturday, hopefully stress-free. I know the Vols opened as a six-point underdog, but hopefully stress-free um, before all the before the game gets started. We're going to go throw some axes. Kiss my axe. There you go. <laughs> is that going to be, is it, is it like uh laser quest where you make your own name? Like your, yeah. Is that your name? Yeah, yeah there it is. <laughs> it's like a, um, intramural name. Intramural, intramural yeah. team name for axe throwing. <clears throat> yeah. Um, we're going to preview Alabama state. I, I don't know how long Lana wants to spend on it yeah, not because they're pretty not good. Um, they're 0-3 right now. They scored their highest total for the year, 
points total is 64. It was against Gonzaga, but Gonzaga scored 95. I haven't looked at the, mm. the box score of that game or play-by-play. I'm going to imagine a, a large majority of those 64 points were scored in the second half against you know the lower the bottom of the rotation against, of Gonzaga just right. by looking at the score. That's what I'm going to guess. So they scored 30 in the first and 34 in the second. Okay, so I was right, but not that big a difference. Yeah. <laughs> um, they're not good. They're not good. They they do have decent guard play. Um, they have a guard that's shooting like 30% from three, 48% from the field, I think, averaging 14 points from game. And another guard shooting like 48% from three. I mean, decent guard play. Um, the good thing is that plays right into our strengths. Mm-hmm. Um, so that, that is a good thing. Uh, I see this as a game that we should win and run away with. Uh, which is why I said I want to mention our bench rotation. I think this is a game I don't think you should be rotating guys in for the sake of rotating in. When you look at, you know, this is a game you should win. So try to nail down how you want to rotate guys in, how you want to, you know, how you want the flow of the game to go, and try to really nail that down. Because you have a tough non-conference schedule in December. Yeah. It's not It's not like you can rest until non-conference play, or until conference play starts up and be good to go. Now, yeah, you have Alabama State and then Chattanooga, but after that you have Florida State, and then in a couple weeks, excuse me, Memphis, and then in December you have Wisconsin, and then Conference. I mean, there's some lesser teams scattered through there, but and then Conference play starts up. This is time to really start nailing it down. Figure out that rotation. You know, it's probably got to be more than seven guys. It's going to be more than seven guys against Alabama State, but you can at least for – 60 minutes of the game, play like your basketball. You know, don't play outside of it just for the sake of playing outside of it. Play your basketball. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, just just get some guys some confidence. Yeah. Um, and then find some confidence in, in some of those freshmen where it's Devontae Gaines, Drew Pember, Kumwa. You know, th- those guys need some confidence. They need some, um, you know, more reps, more game time because you're going to need them this season. Yep. You're going to need every single guy pretty much that you rotated in in UNC and um, Murray State. You're going to need some of those guys to give you some quality minutes. So, this is a game to do that. Yeah. You know, yep. it's Zach Kent. He's another one. Jalen Johnson, I feel like, should have more than He's gonna, you'd six imagine minutes. Him, yeah. You'd imagine he has more minutes against Alabama State. Yep. But yeah, I mean, the one thing I don't want to really see um, this week against Alabama State is I feel like when we play these lesser teams – Rick Barnes uses it as a use it as a as a chance, and I don't necessarily hate it. I just feel like for this scenario that you have, looking at your schedule, you can't do it. He used it as a moment of like, when you mess up, I'm rotating you out, like yeah. period. Whereas like against a opponent like Washington, he's not rotating you out the moment you mess up the first time. Mm-hmm. And so I feel like have a looser leash with some of these guys like Lamonte Bowden, depending on what Fulgerson's issues are. Fulgerson, because usually Fulgerson's issues are fouls, so you have to rotate. You know, for that yeah. sake, you have to rotate him. Um, but kind of let these guys play through them through some issues, especially guys like James. You talk about getting him comfortable. He hadn't played a lot of college basketball. If he makes a mistake, unless it's just egregious, let him work through it. Let him figure it out. Yeah, try to get in the try to get into a a real game flow like you're preparing for someone like Florida State who's knocked off a top ten team this year. Yeah, I think Devontae Gaines is another one. He was one against Murray State who. Um, turned the ball over, and then he went down and fouled him, and he came out of the game, and I don't think he came back in. Yeah. So, yeah, shorter lead should be nice. Um, Like I said, just get, get guys some confidence. Get them ready for the season because we're going to need them. Um, because, you, like, 
We talked about earlier. SEC officials, you never know who's going to be in foul trouble. No. Well, it's going to be Fulgerson, and then yeah, and then whoever others. else. Yeah, and then yeah. there could be others. Um, yeah, definitely. Yeah, I think Fulgerson and Pons are the only ones that had three fouls though the other night. That's that's good. We only we didn't have many fouls somehow. We didn't. Fourteen? Is that right? Fourteen fouls? Is that right? There's no way. I feel like I might have looked at one half. I can tell you. No, that was turnovers, maybe. Uh, I can't remember. It wasn't very many fouls, though. It wasn't. Fourteen's too little, I think, but something. So Anything they, else about Alabama State, though, other than, yeah, we'll we'll do another show. I, don't, I guess we're not. Fourteen not, fouls, yeah. 14. And fourteen turnovers, so yeah. Okay. There you go. So I guess we'll do either do a show. I guess we'll probably do a show Thursday night because Tuesday you just you wouldn't get a whole lot. <laughs> yeah, Let's probably do a show Thursday. Where we'll recap uh, Alabama State and obviously we'll do some more looking at Missouri. Um, if you came for Missouri talk, ask us a question, we'll answer it. But other than that, we'll save it for Thursday. So yeah, I mean, I'll keep it open. Try to keep it open so I'll see your questions if they come in. Sorry, what were you saying? I mean, I just I don't know what to think about. Missouri. I mean, I, I know we're saving until Thursday, but they open as a six-point favorite. Doesn't make sense. Brian Rice had a good point. I don't know the whole tweet. I can't quote it exactly, but they've only scored six points in the month of November completely, which I think they've only played two games, in fairness. So, so they the get last, shut out by Georgia? Yeah, I guess they did. In the last three games, they've only scored 13 points. Whew. Could be a rough rough offense for – Yeah, I mean, <laughs> if they're going by six, Jesus. Yeah. It's definitely interesting. Um, definitely I think I'll pick Tennessee to cover. There you go. Landon State. Anybody want to take Landon here on this? Yeah, what you got? Whew. I need more water. There it is. Um, this this schedule's killing me. What time is it? 7 o'clock and I'm ready for bed? I know. It's the darkness. It's like, oh, it's 5. Yep. It's almost 4.30 and it's like the sun's <laughs> going down. You're like, oh, I'm losing daylight. Time for bed. I hate it. I can't stand it. Yeah, it's terrible. The good news about this, like you said, this bye week was no news. No news. I think the Knox News Sentinel ran something about our players. Yeah, that was this week. About our players getting complaints called on them from a sheriff. And 75, two hours away. Right? Yeah, that's a lot of complaints. 75, yeah. <laughs> uh, Counted every single one of them. They too. must be hanging out in Greene County, too. <laughs> Apparently. Apparently it's a hotbed for complaints. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I wonder what football players are driving all the way up there to hang out and get in trouble. I've been to Greene County. The women up there ain't worth driving. Yeah, it's not It's not a great place. I wouldn't recommend it. No. Um, and then some recruiting news. You got any? Yeah, so I, I think we'll start with basketball since that's kind of what we've been talking about. Um, the Vols signed their number four recruiting class in the country. The only people behind them or in front of them, Duke, Kentucky, North Carolina. I didn't realize that signing day happened right now. That's good. I mean, the season obviously looks more hopeful. But before the season started, I was like, man, get those guys in here as quick as you can yep. so they can't leave. Sign it. Sign that paper. <laughs> so I'm glad that worked out that way. Yeah. So uh, you had five-star guard Jaden Springer, um, five-star guard Keon Johnson, and then four-star forward Corey Walker all signed with Tennessee. Um like I said, the number four recruiting class, Jaden Springer is the number 16 player in the country, Keon Johnson the number 23, and then Corey Walker the number 37. So three top 40 guys, and I don't think Tennessee's done with this class. I think mm. they they want to add a big man. They probably, you know, either that or maybe you want to add a, a primary ball handler too. 
Um, and this class are looking at that kid from, I think, Australia. I need a big man. Desperately. Yeah, yeah. I think we we really need that. I don't know if they're gonna look at the drag, the almost a drag transfer, grad transfer, <laughs> drag transfer. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know about that, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> grad transfer maybe for a big man. Uh, that that looks like our biggest struggle right now is right. inside. So I feel like that's where we look for first Dylan Cardwell. Maybe I don't know. I don't know where they go from here. Speaking of big men, I want to ask this: Did James Wiseman get cleared before the Tennessee game? Oh yeah, one hundred percent. Yeah, it's so weird to me. Whatever. Hopefully we get Russ. Apparently there's a rumor going around. It hadn't been confirmed. It's just a rumor. I want to be clear about that. Just not been confirmed that he has also filed a lawsuit similar to how James Wiseman has. Oh, nice. That's the rumor. So that makes me more hopeful for Urosh, if that's the case. NCAA steers clear of lawsuits. Steers clear of lawsuits. Well, so. Quade Green was at Kentucky, I'm pretty sure. And then he transfers to Washington and he's eligible. I, I don't know. I just don't. I don't get it. There's no method to the madness. I don't get it. There's no method to the madness. Zero. It's like targeting and pass interference. Like, pass interference shouldn't be that questionable, but the NFL has somehow made it that questionable. Yeah, I, I don't understand. Like, if, if you throw a flag, it's pass interference. And usually, probably nine times out of ten, it's usually pass interference. Also, in that Florida-Missouri game, how many times did we see pass interference? Oh, like 20. And, like, only a few of them are called. Which, in fairness, they do usually, if the DB does a good job of putting his hand on that outside hip and not grabbing too hard, they'll usually let that slide. So, fair. If you're going to usually let it slide, fair. And that happened a lot. But I feel like there were a lot of times they were getting tugged, like turned. So you can't turn. Yeah. And, or they would like go over the shoulder. Yeah. And, and get there early and still. Yeah. Yeah, it doesn't make any and sense. And then I can't remember if it was the Auburn-Georgia game or the Missouri-Florida game where the dude, which I told you I hate. I don't know why everybody's falling backwards out of bounds nowadays those on those back shoulder throws. Mm-hmm. And the dude gets pulled down because he, I mean, he does it. He does fall backwards, but then gets pulled down also. And they don't call it. I was like, "How do you miss? How do you miss it at the ball?" I don't. That don't make sense to me. Yeah, I'll never understand. Whatever. NFL is a weird. Oh yeah, the NFL is worse than like the Colin Kaepernick stuff. That's weird too. Like how he just like last minute, just like, yeah, I'm not doing that to Falcons. I'm so going what? to this high school. Yeah, so he moved it. Yeah, like okay. three hours before. I didn't know who moved it. If the NFL moved it or if he moved it. Yeah, three hours before, and then one of his own receivers and. Want to do his own interview? I, I don't know. Very strange. I no comment on the Colin Kaepernick thing. I don't. Yeah. I mean, I just. I don't think he makes it on the NFL roster. If anybody wants to ask me about that, you can. You can ask me later. I mean, I, I don't. I don't really agree with Stephen A. Smith, but if you watch this video after, I kind of think like he's kind of right on. He he said that he doesn't think Colin Kaepernick really wants to play in the NFL. Interesting. Why do you say that? He said if he if he really wanted to, then he wouldn't have done all that. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Like, he, he made it more difficult on himself is what right. he was saying. Yeah, I agree. I think it's, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I'm, I'm not even going to try to <laughs> comprehend what Colin Kaepernick is thinking. Um, but yeah. Yeah. It's Good luck, weird. I guess. It's all weird. Yeah. You have any um, football recruiting news? I do. So, what? um... First, I'll start with uh, wide receiver commit Jalen Hyatt breaking records. Yep. He's not the only one. I'm sure you're going to get to the other guy, too. 
I don't. I don't have the other. Who's the other guy? Uh, it's Harrison Bailey. Is I guess he's just moving up the record book. He's not broken anything yet. Has yeah, he? I think he's he's so Harrison Bailey. I think is number four in Georgia for. But he has a chance to. Yes. Pass break the passing yards record. Mm-hmm. Oh, somebody just got. That looks scary. What happened? Sorry, we're watching the uh, Patriots uh, Philadelphia game. I don't know. Anyway, um, but yeah, Jalen Hyatt breaking records. Um, he now has the school, the Dutch Forks career receiving records um, in yards and touchdowns. He broke the uh, yards with 3,334 career receiving yards and 53 career receiving catches. Receiving touchdowns. Yeah, he's balling out at Dutch Fork. Balling out. Um, Friday, he balled out. He had four first half touchdowns and three were in the first quarter that's insane they won 45 to nothing looking for their fourth straight state championship in 5a fourth straight yeah so jalen hyatt could win four state titles in football in his four years all right that must suck (laughs) (laughs) that must be be really difficult to do really hard um, somebody's from Maribel tell us how it feels. Yeah. Or Alcoa or whatever. Or even get close. <laughs> yeah. Even get one. Must be fun. We couldn't do that. No. Anyway, um, so Vols make the top three for four-star inside linebacker Desmond Tisdall. Um, his other, he's uh, out of Rochelle, Georgia. His other two are Auburn and South Carolina. And then the Vols make the top three for three-star inside linebacker. I think I'm saying it right. Vi? Vi Caho? Sounds good to me. <laughs> he's from Reno, Nevada. Um, his he's a Nevada commit, so his other two are Nevada and Colorado. Um, Tennessee's kind of put themselves in a position to maybe land the guy. It looks like he. I think Eric Kane wrote an article about him and his kind of relationship already with Henry Toto. Mm. Um, just kind of that West Coast, you know, come to Tennessee playing linebacker. His brother's at Alabama, so I mean that's. Maybe that gives Tennessee kind of a better chance that their brother's already kind of away from home and going to school and doing well in the SEC. Maybe that gives Tennessee a better chance to to land um, the three-star prospect. But, hey, Tennessee's, you know, one to add an inside linebacker, whether it's Desmond Tisdall or Vicaho. But, you know, I just don't don't know where this class is going to finish up. I'd expect us to be better. And people are kind of like – Worried about it right now, but we're still ranked twentieth in the country in our, our recruiting right. class, recruiting. which isn't which isn't great. It's not no, exactly it's where we want to be, but it's not terrible either. Yeah. And with only, I th- I think there's only one other team above us that has less commits. So I mean, if we're gonna fill a class, I feel like we're gonna move up. Probably You'd be think. In, in around the. You know, ten to fifteen range, yeah. probably. If we finish around the ten to fifteen range, I feel like I feel I feel a lot better, and I think most people will, because it's what we've been talking about this since you know July, August. We're addressing needs. Yeah, we're filling holes. So that twenty doesn't look good, regardless. Ten, fifteen, and you address needs. I'm like, okay, it's tough to get a top ten recruiting class when you're trying to address certain needs. Mm-hmm. So if you finish around ten, fifteen with address while addressing the needs, I feel a lot better. Yeah. And the looks at our defensive line, I mean, we don't really lose anybody next year. Yeah. So, I mean, that's 
I mean, you lose Darrell Taylor, which I guess he's more of an outside linebacker. So you want to get an edge rusher. You want to get some inside linebackers, re- replace Batuli. You're getting your quarterback. Um, you got Jalen Hyatt coming in here to re- kind of replace the production of um, Juwan Jennings and Marquez Callaway. But you also have Brandon Johnson redshirting. So I feel yeah. like we're, we're addressing needs, um, and I, I feel like we've done – done it so far that we're going to keep on keeping on and maybe we'll find ourselves in the top 10 who knows absolutely you got brian niedermeyer on staff so i'm feel, I'm pretty confident he's going to get some guys that we're not supposed to get yeah you feel you definitely feel better about it yep anything else for recruiting i don't i do have a funny story though okay. um let's laugh so on lunch on friday i went and got gas because that's what i do on lunch I, I don't really like to go before work and I don't really like to go after. I like to go straight home from work. So I went on my lunch break, got gas at the gas station. I'm like, oh, I, I got to pee. Um, so I went to the gas station. First mistake. <laughs> gas station bathroom. Yeah. Um, it wasn't like a pilot either. No, it was like a... Some knockoff, like mom and pop. Yeah, it was like a run. <laughs> I don't know. Exxon something. It wasn't great. Anyway, so I go in this bathroom and there's... Of course, I try to go into um, a urinal um, and just stand up and pee. And there's water literally everywhere (laughs) in front of these urinals. So I'm like, well, I'm not going to go step in somebody else's piss. So I go in in the stall, second mistake. (laughs) And like right before... I went in there. Somebody else had just came out of there, which I shouldn't follow somebody in there. Why didn't you just pee outside like a man? I mean, this is like a <laughs> this is like a highly trafficked area, so I couldn't just like just go pee on a building. Just tie your shoe. That's next how to your you tire. get arrested. Just tie your shoe next to your tire, and you'll be good. Yeah, I don't. Uh, I guess <laughs> I could have. I mean, looking back, I probably should have. But I, so I, I go in there and I see this thing in the corner. I look. And the guy before me had shit on himself and wadded up his underwear and threw her, <laughs> threw it right behind the toilet in the corner. <laughs> That's awesome. You, at least you understand why he was in there. Because like, you're you're sitting here thinking, surely two dumb people didn't be like, yeah, let me use his gas station bathroom. He had to use the gas but station But it was, it was like a big wad. Like, there was like full turds in there. It wasn't like it just hit him and he shit on himself. Like, that dude had to shit for a while. <laughs> And just, maybe, like, refused to go to the bathroom. Maybe he was traveling, man. Maybe. I don't know. But, yeah, that dude shit all over himself. And so, as I was walking out, me and him made awkward eye contact because I'm sure he knew that you knew. Yeah. I know that you know that yeah. you know. Like, he had guilt all over him that he shit on himself. <laughs> Guilty. Yeah. Guilty as charged. Uh, dude, just throw it in the trash. Or, I'd rather you flush it and flood the bathroom than... Somebody else has to pick no, that up. Yeah, I mean that. Put it in the trash. Don't clog the toilet up. <laughs> put it in the trash. Oh, I mean, it smells bad. It's disgusting. But at least it's in a bag. Yeah. Throw it in the trash. Oh, this is going to be. This is a good lead in for this ad read right here. Guys, remember the days when you were always ready to go. Now you can increase your performance. He was get, ready to go. Yeah, and get that extra confidence in bed. The confidence of this gentleman. Listen up. BlueChew.com, that's blue like the color blue. BlueChew brings you the first chewable with the same FDA-approved active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, so you know they work. 
You can take them anytime, day or night, even on a full stomach. And since they're chewable, they work up to twice as fast as a pill. So you can be ready to go whenever an opportunity arises. If you would like, if you could benefit from extra function and more confidence where it counts, Blue Chew is the fast and easy way to enhance your performance. Most guys talk a good game, but Blue Chew helps you follow through. Blue Chew is prescribed online and shipped straight to your door in a discreet package. So no in-person doctor's visits, no waiting in the pharmacy, and best of all, no more awkwardness. They're made in the USA, baby. And since you Blue Chew prepares and ships direct, they're cheaper than a pharmacy. Right now, we've got a special deal for our listeners. Visit BlueChew.com and get your first shipment free when you use our special promo code ARMCHAIR. Just pay $5 shipping. Again, that's B-L-U-E-CHEW.com. Promo code ARMCHAIR to try it free. BlueChew is the better, cheaper, faster choice, and we thank them for sponsoring this podcast. Guys, check out BlueChew. Listen, this performance-enhancing drug is not outlawed by any organization. Use it. Yeah. Like, you're behind if you're not using it. You're using it, right? Yeah. I mean, yeah. It's like protein. Protein, ain't, like, NFL <laughs> ain't kicking out protein. I'd be dumb not to take it. Yeah. Take it. Advantage. Exactly. Exactly. And you can do, I mean, yeah. You'd be dumb not to use it. Go check out Blue Chew. You get it for free. Just pay the $5 shipping. Remember, code armchair. Go check them out. College football recap. Ended up being a pretty eventful call. I mean, especially Baylor and Oklahoma really closing it out on a high note. Yeah. What about Big 12 football being a good game and not going over 35 points? Say it ain't so. Weird. Very weird. I guess it had to do with one team scoring 30 points in the first half and the other team scoring 30 points in the second half. Mm-hmm. That's what it, that's what it was, actually. That's exactly what it was. So we'll, I guess we'll kick off with that one. Number 13, Baylor at number 10, Oklahoma. Or sorry, other way around, Baylor at... Baylor hosting Oklahoma. Don't call it a comeback. Don't call it a comeback. What does Baylor do with their freshmen? It looked really cool. Or their students. So they storm the field before the game, form a tunnel, and then they just get back off? Get off! How do they, like, how do, they do that? <laughs> I don't know. Like, that sounds like a mess. Maybe they get like a, a dog to like just hurt them out of the stadium. I don't know. Weird. I didn't watch it. I heard people talking about it. I'm just curious. Like That sounds like a... Whoever those people are that gets them back off the field, they should be directing traffic in downtown Knoxville after Garth Brooks, because that was a mess. Yeah, okay. Terror, and it was and it was due to stupidity, not to anything else. Obviously, there were a lot of people down there, but they're making it way more complicated. Yeah, they did not do a good job of planning all that was going on in Knoxville last. No, time. it definitely ended up being crazy. I mean, that's good for Knoxville. I'm sure every hotel was booked, and I'm glad every. I'm glad there wasn't a basketball game. Could you imagine that? There's no, yeah, there's there's no way they could have the Garth Brooks concert if there was a basketball game. No. no. Um, yeah, someone at Downtown Golden Brewery told me it's the busiest they've ever been. Yeah. So, it's pretty crazy. Um, yeah, so Baylor, though, I really thought they were going to win. And I was, I'm not saying I thought Baylor was like the real deal, but I just thought it would have been cool to see him. I mean, they still competed with Oklahoma, who, mm-hmm. without their bad loss to Kansas State, everyone's saying they're a top, they're a playoff team. Yeah. So they competed with Oklahoma, um, and I just wanted Baylor to win just to be like, hey, committee, we're undefeated in a Power 5 conference, and you have us at 13? I don't know. But, anyways, they, uh, yeah, so they jump out to 31-7 to lead, right? 31-7? to Yeah. And end up not scoring a single point in the second half, um, and got beat 34-31. to So, I only watched the first half, so don't really know what happened. 
Was it was it just that? I thought it was twenty eight to three at one point. Was it yeah, it was twenty eight to three at one point, but I think oh, so it was thirty one to three maybe. Okay. I, they might have scored three in the second half, did they? So Oklahoma ended up scoring in the second quarter. Okay. But I think at one point it was twenty eight to three. Yeah, I mean it was because all those memes started yeah, flying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um yeah, at one point it was. Uh is it thirty one to fourteen and a half? What was it? Or they could have been 14. It was 10. 34 um, 10? Or 31 to 10? Yes. Okay. Uh, I do want to mention, just because Clemson is beating the brakes off everyone they play. I mean, I know their schedule isn't tough, but still. Beat Wake Forest 52 to 3. Can we talk about how Texas is the most overrated top 25 team of all time? Do you remember when their quarterback was like, we're back? Wasn't that last year? Yeah. Was that last year? Yeah. <laughs> Tom Herman would quit snorting coke off strippers. They might have a chance. I know. I'm not saying it's true, but Zach Smith said it, and he said himself everything he says is true. Well, since Zach Smith, like, since all that came out, it seems like Texas has kind of went downhill. But Ohio State's been I know. on the come up, so I don't know what's been going on. Um, West Virginia, did you see that score? 24-20 to 20 over Kansas State. Kansas State will no longer be ranked after beating Oklahoma just a couple weeks ago. <laughs> yep, sorry there, bud. Yep. My favorite West Virginia score. is terrible, too. Do what? West Virginia is terrible. Yeah. I wish we could have played them this year. Right. My favorite. Actually, that probably would have been the first game, so yeah, probably yeah, not. Yeah, no. <laughs> it would have been better than a loss to Georgia State. <laughs> yeah. Well, I don't know. Georgia State beat a top 25 opponent this week. Nope. They didn't They didn't end up winning? Nope. What was they the score? Lost. It was, uh, they lost 56-27. Oh, what? They were up like 23 to... Yeah, or twenty, I guess twenty four to something at one point. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they 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 scored twenty one in the first quarter. Oh my gosh, that's insane! Yeah. I thought they ended up winning. Got beat. Oh no, poor Georgia State. My favorite score of the weekend: number eight, undefeated Minnesota, nineteen, Iowa, twenty three. Don't go into Iowa at night. Do not go into Iowa at night. When the lights go down the city, it's it's all <laughs> yes, Iowa, baby. That's right. That's right. Um, another one of my, yeah, I, I guess I've been, been on big on big 10 games, uh, this week. I loved watching the Indiana Penn state game. Penn state ended up pulling out 34, 27. I thought Indiana was going to make it a game at the end. They yes. made it. It was a game the whole game. In fairness, Indiana played well, but I thought they were going to make it a really good game at the end. And did you, did you hear about those two quarterbacks that played in it? Uh, uh-uh. so apparently they played like against each other in high school. Oh, interesting. And the, the Friday before that, their little brothers played against one another. Interesting. I thought that was cool. Yeah, that is that is pretty weird though. Like, it it reminded me of the the Shipley Colt McCoy. Yeah, jo- Jordan Shipley Colt McCoy. Like their little brothers were. Um, I think they're on the same team. But yeah, gotcha. What about Michigan beating the brakes off Michigan State? Oh my! They God. got off the. You can't get off the bus in helmets and get beat by thirty four. <laughs> can't. Like you can't. They shouldn't be allowed to wear helmets the rest of the year. They should be. They should only be allowed to wear like the leather ones. Yeah, that, that should be it. That's bad. That's a bad look. Bad look. You think Mason Rudolph will do that from now on? Wear his helmet yeah, everywhere. Dude, I, I'm sure he will. <laughs> I'm sure he will. That's what I would do. Yeah. Uh, number six, Oregon stays one loss with a 34 win, 34 six win over Arizona. Utah stays the same, 49 to three over UCLA. Dude, they're good. Pac-12 is gonna. Pac-12 is gonna. Pac-12 championship should be a good one if it stays how it should, or stays how it is. Yeah. So, so do you think the winner of that? 
Uh, God, I, I think it's like I think what's really funny about all the playoff talk. I kind of thought about this uh, on Saturday. Is everything's kind of a like a shit show right now. So like you're not gonna know a thing because there's like everyone's either, until the conference championship. until the conference championships because yeah. everybody's like one loss with top twenty five wins or top ten wins or all this. They don't have a top twenty five win, whatever. And then you have like three undefeated teams. Three undefeated Power Five teams that still have potential loss besides LSU, potential losses sitting on their schedule. Which, if you consider the conference championship, LSU has a potential loss sitting on their schedule. Yeah. So, yeah, it, it it's going to end up crazy. And dude, like you can't, but we like y'all, like I said, like, there's really not much talk of, of it until the conference championships happen. Yeah, I mean, there, there's talk, but there's not there's not like, much to talk. But about. everything's like if this and this like. Each yeah. scenario is like this has got to happen, this has got to happen, and this has got to happen. Yeah. Like it's three, just yeah, it's going nowhere. Yeah, so it, nothing, none of it can really be talked about until conference championship week. Um, let's jump around the SEC real quick. Florida number eleven, Florida twenty three, Mizzou six. Uh, that's good for the Vols. I thought maybe Mizzou was going to make a good game of it. And, yeah, and I mean their their momentum. defense look good, but their offense looks. Pretty but in the second terrible. half, their their secondary did not look good. So no, I, I don't help. think their secondary is very good. Yeah. No, I don't. Their front uh, seven looks good, though. Yeah. LSU, number one LSU, 58, Old Miss, 37. Old Miss, though, had like 400 yards of offense. No, was, was that right? It was a lot. It was, yeah, it might have been more than 400 yards. It might have been more than that. Um, number four, Georgia getting a close, kind of ugly win over Auburn, 21-14. I guess it was all defense, and we knew – we at least knew Auburn's defense was way better than their offense – uh, Georgia, I don't know. I mean, their defense hasn't looked incredible this year. I mean, their no. offense has been very underwhelming. So. Eli Wolf caught the game. What game. was a game winning touchdown? Yeah. The go, yeah. So, um, unfortunate. Yeah. Alabama. I want to talk about this with you. Number five, Alabama 38, can, uh, Mississippi state seven, two injury, man. God, that's unfortunate for him. That sucks. I mean, I I, so, I want to see him in the NFL. Yeah. I mean, and he still could be. I mean, they said they expect yeah, a full recovery. That's 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 true. That that's that's a good sign. Yeah. Um, but I think people are going to be hesitant on drafting oh, yeah. him now because he's done for the season, right? Yeah, he is. So, yeah, I think that that kicks Alabama kind of out of everything. Yeah, if everything else kind of stays the same, right? So I'm not saying like Saban's necessarily to blame <coughs> about the injury, um, but I think everyone that's kind of like defending him and saying, you know. And at first, I was like, oh, his his explanation makes sense. I get it. You want to practice a minute drill. But I was like, but you got to know that dude's injury prone right now. And you got to keep him healthy. you got Auburn coming up. Mm-hmm. You're fighting for a chance to be in the college football playoff. You can't play that guy. You, the moment you get a comfortable lead, you pull him. You know who you should. This is my thought. After I was like, oh, that's a good point. My first thought was, what if Tua goes down in the next game? You know who you need to be practicing the two-minute drill with? Mac Jones. Yeah, I mean – Woulda, coulda, shoulda. Yeah, I mean that it, it's it, it's unfortunate, but it could have happened at any point. Right, but it's hard to coach scared of injuries. But like, I feel like that specific scenario was very avoidable. But, but I, I agree with you. It could have happened the yeah. first play of the next game. Right. But I looking at looking at it, I I would rather my quarterback get hurt the first play of the next game than up four touchdowns. And three I, touchdowns, whatever it was. I think it sucks because if they go down and score, yeah, no he probably doesn't come back in. No, no. I mean, Saban said it was his last drop. Yeah, so they, that, if they like had that, gone three and out, this is his last that drop. That sucks. I mean, what do you do? You score to like get him out after halftime, or do you no, just no, no. like he he put him in because he said they were practicing the two minute drill. That's right. It, it but, was his last drive point. They could have he could have thrown an interception. Yeah, it was his last drive. 
So yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, I think I mean we just I don't, I, I don't hate that you play your quarterback one half. No, no, no. I don't hate it either. I'm just looking at it from an if he wasn't banged up before, if he was like fully healthy mm-hmm. and that injury happens, what are you gonna do? My point is, but he, he was playing fine though. Yeah, so but, I, I don't know. But I mean, he's three weeks removed from surgery. I know, but I mean, he look. But J, look at JG. But if we if we're up if we're up twenty eight, JG's coming out. I don't know. I mean, it, it, it's it's unfortunate. I don't think. I mean, screw Nick Saban, but. I don't really hate he had two in. I don't. Because I mean, I don't. I can't. Hate, I can't say that I would have him out either. I don't hate it. I, I understand where he's coming from. But when you look at Tua specifically in a broad scenario, and you go, okay, first half, twenty-eight-seven, you have your starting quarterback in. It's a great time to practice two-minute drill. It makes sense. Yeah. But then you specifically remove Tua tug of all out of it, and you say, this is who the quarterback is. He had surgery three weeks ago. You have Auburn coming up. You need him for a chance at the college football playoff. Because you said yourself, you're out now. Like, there's no way the committee yeah. puts you in. No. You probably pull him there. You probably don't play him. Yeah, I mean. And it, I mean, I don't know. And, like, and, and I, mean, like I, I said, I feel like could have, should have, did my, my point could have been really, really proven if it was his ankle that got injured. Right. Since it was a tip, kind of sucks. You know, like I said, if it happens first play of the next game, like, I mean, injuries, this is my firm belief when all these people are like, be careful about it. It's like. Injuries can happen anywhere. They're they're not avoid like it's impossible to avoid injury. It just happens as part of the sport. Like I'm still on that boat. I'm just saying. You knew how you knew that quarterback was banged up. It, I mean that's the thing. It sucks. This, it wasn't his ankle. It was a hip. It was an unfortunate injury. You watch the play. You're sitting here thinking, how in the world did he get injured on the play? Like it doesn't look like it anything doesn't, bad yeah, it does happens. Look terrible, yeah. And you're just thinking, oh, there's nothing there. And it, my only point to the Nick Saban thing is you knew how banged up your quarterback was and you rolled him back out there when you, I mean, you're playing Mississippi state, you're Alabama. Mac Jones is good enough to beat Mississippi state. If he had started, I'm thinking two is done for the day. That that's my only point is like, when you look at Tua Tugabola, if it's Najee Harris there, if Najee Harris is the one running back, he's been banged up coming off surgery. He ain't playing like he's done for the day. Probably if he's thrown, if he's ran it nine times for 170 yards, for two touchdowns at that point, yeah, he's done for the day. I just like I I think I would have two in at that point. You, you score and then he's out. Like if he gets hurt on the on the first play of the third quarter, then you're like, what an idiot? Why why is he even in? But you're you're trying to score and and capitalize on that lead going into halftime. Like I don't. But that wasn't even what he was trying to do. He was just practicing a two minute drill. Right. Like he wasn't but necessarily trying. But he wasn't necessarily trying to like. But he, a, that's what you do. You're going to, you're going to score. Right, but he wasn't thinking, like, if we get a more comfortable lead here, we're good. Because, like, regardless of what happened on that drive, if they had driven down and missed a field goal, he wasn't coming back in in the second half. Saban said that. Like, that wasn't about building a bigger lead to pull two out. Well, I mean, if, if he would have thrown a pick six, he's probably going out there the third quarter because that's a different lead. It's possible, but... I'm saying that wasn't... That drop wasn't about building momentum and a bigger lead. Yeah, I mean that. That's that what, wasn't what it was about. That's what Nick Saban said. Now, is that true? I don't know. I mean, when you look at the scenario surrounding it, I mean, it sounds pretty, pretty accurate. But I, I mean, you're trying to score before halftime. I don't like you. Just don't take your starting quarterback out. Like he, I don't have a problem with it whatsoever. I mean, if it would have been in the third quarter, 
Yeah, but you, you play your starting quarterback. If he's healthy enough to play snap one, he's healthy enough to play a whole half, in my opinion. Because, like you said, you're, you're trying to – you're trying to impress the committee to get a spot in the college football playoff. You need more points. Mac Jones is not getting it done. He's proven that. So you, uh, I mean, Mississippi State's not as formidable as anybody else, and Mac Jones did it against Arkansas. Under all, Arkansas is terrible, but I mean, I mean, he looked terrible against like, us, huh? He looked terrible against us. I feel like our front seven did a really good job. I don't know if Mississippi State's. I didn't watch the second half of the Alabama game. I don't care to watch it. I don't know what Mac Jones looked like. Well, they only scored three points. They scored seven. Oh, did they? Yeah. Okay. 35-7 was the final. Yep. 30, no, they scored 10. 38-7 was the final. Okay. Yeah. I mean, my, I mean, if even to the point of if two, working on the two-minute drill was your goal, I feel like you work on it with Mac Jones on the, on the off chance that Tua gets hurt on the first play against whoever they play the week, cupcake they play next week. I mean, it's like but, but I, if I, two is not playing, the committee doesn't put them in, right? I'm, I'm just but, so so. Why are you practicing with Mac Jones if like he's because if if but there's no way because if two gets hurt next week and Mac Jones beats Auburn, if he does, if Mac I mean, Jones beats Auburn, if well Auburn would have had to beat Georgia, yeah. If, but if if Mac Jones beat Auburn and Auburn to beat Georgia, there's a chance. There's a small chance, but there's a chance. Yeah. And I mean, I'm not saying it's impossible for. I just don't think Alabama gets in if you have. And again, it's all these big ifs. If you have these, if you have a one loss, a single loss, Pac-12 champion, in either Oregon or Utah, both of them are um, deserving of it. Ohio State, Clemson, LSU, all those schools. Yeah, I, I think I think they're more deserving. I definitely agree. I mean, obviously, it depends on what happens in the next few weeks, yeah. but. And if there's a one loss, whether it's Ohio State or Penn State, one loss, uh, Big Ten team. And I think it goes back to, to scheduling. Like, you're going to have to schedule somebody, a top 10 opponent. But what, or, I mean, or not even a top 10, a top 25 opponent. A, di- a difficult non-conference game. Yeah. And they haven't done that. But what sucks for for uh, for Alabama is not a lot of Power 5 teams are going to play them because they don't yeah, want right. to do that. And someone tweeted about how many – so I can find it because I quote tweeted it. They said, how many Tennessee's played four top ten teams? That's got to be the most of any anybody in the country. And I was like, well, if we'd beat them, they wouldn't be top ten teams. Mm-hmm. If Tennessee was good, Alabama would have a top 25 on their schedule. Yeah. And if, I mean, it, it's, if the West it's, was good this year, our A&M struggled. That's their only top 25 win. They were number 24. They're no longer a top 25 team. Yep. But I count that as a top 25 win because they were 24 when they played them. Um you know, obviously the LSU game. That that game with the way LSU is trending, that game's always going to be a top ten matchup, and it's win or lose. It's you know that doesn't necessarily put you out of contention mm-hmm. for either team. Um, Mississippi State's been terrible this year. Ole Miss has been terrible this year. Uh, obviously, Arkansas has been terrible this year. Tennessee's their non-rotating. We weren't good, especially going into that game. Um, who was their non-rotating this year? Who was it? Was it Georgia? Was it Georgia? Georgia's loss is to LSU, right? I thought they played LSU. No, they didn't play LSU. No, they lost to South Carolina. They haven't. That's right. So they didn't play. Who was Alabama's? It was South Carolina. It was South Carolina. Yeah. yeah. So South Carolina's been terrible this year. Yep. So like, it doesn't help that they're not their conference schedule's been terrible, and then their non-conference Duke. I mean, Duke's a Power Five team. You at least got a Power Five team on the schedule. 
Yeah. And I mean, it, it's, it's kind of unfortunate because you, you do schedule these so far in advance. Like Louisville was good a couple years ago, probably when you did schedule them. Yeah. And you, I mean, even Duke Dukes, I feel like a formidable opponent. Yeah. They, I mean, they're, they're not bad, but again, like you, you go in to win. Yeah. So if you go and take care of business, you don't leave it up to the committee. So no. you, I mean that's yeah, you yeah. left. You didn't take care of business against LSU, yeah. so you left it up to the committee, and you're probably not going to get in. Because no, I mean, I doubt you. I doubt you get in. I mean, obviously, if and it's college football, things can go absolutely crazy, and they may get in. But no, nah, I don't know. I don't hate it. No, I mean I'm glad <laughs> to see Alabama not yeah, be good. Funny. I mean, hopefully recruits, you know, hopefully they don't get thirty five star recruits wanting to come there. So. That'd be really nice. Getting half of them doesn't help us. I don't care if LSU gets them. We play them once every six years. Whatever. Who cares? Let yeah. them get them. We'll see them in the SEC championship, and then it's just one game. you got to win. So. Kentucky-Vandy was an ugly affair, at least in the first half. I don't know if Kentucky made it look better. Uh, 38-14. South Carolina, 6. A&M, 30. Uh, apparently, Muschamp isn't going anywhere. That blows my mind. I mean, whatever. They can continue sucking. I don't care. Scott Frost got a two-year... I meant to mention that. Did I? I guess I didn't. Yeah, Wisconsin beat them 37-21. And they gave Scott Frost a two-year extension. Yeah. Very interesting. After a loss, great. Good for him. Yeah, I don't understand that at all. We're going to give you a raise after a loss. Yeah, I, I don't get that. It's got to be like the first time ever, right? Well, they gave it to him technically before the loss, but they announced it on Saturday. Oh, okay. That's funny. No, I don't get that. Manscaped. Manscaped. Guys, it's the heat of winter. Huh. It's cold. You're bundled up. Things get sweaty. The hottest part of your body gets sweaty. Guys, take care of your balls. Manscaped.com. Check them out. Use promo code armchair for 20% off plus free shipping. Again, armchair is the promo code at manscaped.com for 20% off plus free shipping. Your balls will thank you. They have the Lawnmower 2.0, which is a skin safe, made with skin safe technology, so that there's no nicks or snags on your nuts when you're trimming the hedges. They have the Plow. It's it's a nice metal razor. Um, they have the what is it? The Crop Preserver. The crop crop Preserver. Um, that's ball the ball deodorant. deodorant. Yeah. Ever heard of ball deodorant before? I haven't, but I've used it now. Very impressed, guys. Go check out Manscaped.com again. Promo code Armchair. 20% off plus free shipping. Guys, go check them out, and your balls will thank you. Yeah, they will. I promise you. At least my balls thank me. I'm, maybe not you. Mansticles. <laughs> Most important. Most important. Let's see here. My first one is um, VCU. Oh. Bringing back the classic student sections. It's what makes student sections good. The humor, the wittiness. The costumes, everything. They dressed up. LSU came to town. They beat LSU, by the way, by 264, 62, I think. Um, but LSU came to town, and the student section, at least the front row, was dressed up as FBI agents. I like some that. dumb taco. Dressed up as FBI agents. Um, and gave Will Wade the rod of his life. It's, hey, that's what makes student sections good. The defense chants are important. You know, the, the air ball chants are important. But what really makes it is looking. Families up on Facebook, having photos of girlfriends, sisters, grandmothers, all in good fun. But that's what makes a good student section. Yeah. Will Wade, he deserved the FBI chant. He got it. They had fake money. It could have been real money. I don't know. Throwing it around. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully it wasn't real money. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. But no, 
Props to VCU student section. That is what a v, that is what a student section should be. If you want to know truly what a good student section should be, Utah State's basketball student section is the greatest student section around. There's no doubt about it. What is Utah v- State? Oh, Utah State. Wild Bill. Oh yeah, definitely. Uh, my first one is the Indianapolis Colts. Did you see this? No, I don't think so. Quentin Nelson, um, after they the Colts scored a touchdown, um, did a celebration and. They did a keg stand. Oh, nice. Pretty <laughs> awesome. Yeah. Did you see uh, Zeke's today? I did, did the, see that. Did the Dak yeah. dance. Yeah, that's that's funny. That's all I got. That's all you got. I think that's all I got for most. Or uh, this could be a most important or a fail, so I'll just I'll give it to him. Um, not sure what his name was, but uh, was it Mon- yeah, Monmouth against Kansas. Down by 55. Kansas is dribbling out the clock. And a Monmouth guard steals it, goes down the court, dunks, flexes, gets a technical. Kansas shoots two free throws, gets the ball back, and still wins by 55. <laughs> so, I mean, most important for stealing, dunking, but, yeah, maybe the rest of it. A little bit of a fail. Yeah. Not, not a good look. Not great. No. Uh, my next – actually, I don't have any more most important. That's it for me. Fails. Fails. Um, so, my first fail is Jason Tatum. He said um, he was talking on his funniest moments in the Duke locker room. And he said, I had one or two points at halftime. Coach K came into the locker room and threw his jacket at my feet, called me a soft-ass St. Louis kid. I ended up scoring 30 in the second half. I thought this was hilarious because Jason Tatum has never scored 30 points at Duke. Andrew pointed that out, right? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I saw that. That was great. What an interception by New England. Yeah, that was hilarious. That was funny. Scored 30 points in the half. You haven't scored 30 in a game. <laughs> Wait a minute. <laughs> yeah. Uh, my next one is Leonard Fournette. He said, Jamal ain't tell y'all our sophomore year in college. They had a fight at Lance party and he was under the table hiding where that chip on your shoulder was then. Where that chip on your shoulder was then. I can't say it like Leonard Fournette yeah. would. And Jamal okay. Adams quote tweeted and said, makes sense coming from the cat that quit on us and faked an injury. <laughs> so Leonard Fournette, easy coming at people. You better make sure you got it. Yeah. Faking injuries. Yeah. Um, you got another fail? I do. Um, so the guy, Cody Conrad, um, <laughs> he's going to the Garth Brooks concert. And I like the the creativeness. <laughs> but he has a Vince Young jersey and says um, it should have been a Tennessee Titans Vince Young jersey. Yeah, but it, it was Texas. Um, so that burnt orange, ugly burnt orange. And then he um, put a couple pieces of tape and put much too. And then it was much too young after the, the Garth Brooks song. You can't wear that in New England Stadium. I'm sorry. Whoa, what happened? Did New England not just intercept it? I think they, um, they called it back. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> I missed it. Sorry, we were doing most important and fail. I, 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 I don't know. What what are they, I guess they're going to try to throw a Hail Mary, Hail Mary from the 40-yard line. It's pretty bold. There are, there are other 40 Bold strategy, Cotton. <laughs> yeah, don't wear a Texas jersey in Neyland Stadium. No, so don't do that. Um, my last fail is to uh, shout out to our boy Sean Fincham. <laughs> um, first off, I hope he knows everyone was like kind of just joking because of the Miles Garrett and Terry Barnett like rival. I don't even think it's, it's like the Tom Brady, Peyton Manning rivalry. <laughs> It wasn't a rivalry made up of them. It was just people comparing them because they're great. Like, that's it. Yeah. Um, 
and people were joking about Derry Barnett would never do that. He tweeted, Derry Barnett would never use his helmet as a weapon, and then quote tweeted the um, Jamal, was it Williams? Uh, the yeah. Green Bay play. Yeah. Anyways, well, first off, everyone's just making a joke. I don't think anyone really means like Derek Barnett's a saint compared to Miles Garrett. So that's just a joke. Second off, if you've ever watched football, you know Derek Barnett didn't use his helmet as a weapon. He led with his face mask. Mm-hmm. Um, he didn't lunge at him. He ran to him. He led with his hips. He made a football play, and it was unfortunate that was kind of his helmet was ducked. Yep. And he didn't get low enough. And he got the, he got the appropriate targeting call. He apologized as he got carted off mm-hmm. and took his suspension. Far and away different than what Miles Garrett did. Yeah. Um, let's just talk about that for a little bit. Miles Garrett, that I mean, that's just terrible. I, I don't care. Like a lot of people were like, "Oh yeah, Mason Rudolph had to do something," and I don't know if he did or not. But there's no reason. No, there's no reason to do that. To take. I mean, I said the guy's I think, helmet off and then hit him across. I'm the not. I'm not saying it's appropriate what he did. I just said I think Mason Rudolph must have said something because that seemed really out of character from Miles Garrett. So, like, I think he acted out of character. Something must have been done or said. Because I don't think Rip, like, I don't think, like, I could understand if he had just tried to fight him. If you were just like, okay, he was just trying to rip off his helmet. Mm. But, like, he threw a helmet at him. Yeah. I mean, that that's, like, he's that's, literally trying to cause harm. Yeah. And, like, that's what I mean, like, I feel like that's so out of character for Miles Garrett. Like, it'd be like watching someone you know that doesn't fight, get in a fight. You're like, oh, the other guy probably said something to him that set him off. Well, apparently that's he's awesome. had a couple plays like this. Like, Not that, like that, but he, he did throw a punch. He threw and, a punch early, but like a punch, it's like... Yeah. I get I get every, what you're saying. Every football player that's ever played has hit somebody in their helmet. Yeah. Like, over getting jerked around or whatever. That's, I mean, I'm not appropriating what... Miles Garrett did. No one should ever throw a helmet at someone ever, regardless. But that's all I, that's what I said. I mean, I'm, who knows what was said or done. Mason Rudolph swears he didn't do anything other than, which I, I mean, Miles Garrett should have gotten a flag for, um, roughing the passer. I don't, if that's not roughing the passer, what is roughing the passer? He yeah. drug him down way after the ball's gone. And someone's like, well, how would he have known the ball's gone? It doesn't matter if he knew the ball's gone or not. He did it. Like, yeah, he did, like, he, he did that. But yeah, I, I mean, Mason Rudolph was – I don't understand why he did what he did. And like going after him? Huh? Going after him after his helmet was off? Well, and trying to rip his helmet off while he was down. Like, why would yeah. you – what does that do? I don't know. Like, if anything, just get up and be like, hey, dude, you're being a little bitch. Like, don't do that again. And then if he comes after you then, at least it doesn't look like you were doing anything. Yeah. I mean, it was – it was a bad play all around. But, yeah, Miles Garrett took it – because, like – if they, you know, shove each other and this or that, they probably get a 15-yard penalty. But Miles Garrett's season is over. Yeah. Because of – and it, and you're winning with 15 seconds left. What yeah. makes you – what could it he possibly say to me? There's there's nothing in this world that somebody could say to me that would make me want to do that after a win. Yeah, I don't understand that. And then everybody's – which the Pouncey thing, like as a teammate, I'm like, man, that's awesome what Pouncey did. But he also kicked the dude in the head. <laughs> like that's not okay either. You're right. Like – that could have potentially, if we're going to sit here and go, well, he could have, you know, fractured Mason Rudolph's skull or broke his neck. Bouncy could have broke his neck. Like, and yeah. it's never okay. Okay, like, Martellus Bennett. <laughs> like, like, in the Bible, if we're going to quote, you know, if we're just going to throw out how you should act, in the Bible, it says an eye for an eye makes the whole world blind. So if he breaks his neck, it doesn't make it okay to break his neck. Like, yeah, nothing like, 
as a teammate, you're going, man, Pouncey's that dude, and you respect him. But you're also like, hey, man, maybe don't try to – because he got suspended. And then whatever whatever that other dude's doing uh, – I don't know how to say his name. The Cleveland Browns linebacker. Um, just shoving Mason Rudolph in the back. <laughs> There was so much stupidity on that play oh, from yeah. everyone involved. The only people you can go aren't that stupid, and I think he did get suspended, was the Steelers' um, tackle. I think he got suspended. What like what would he get suspended for? He was just throwing Miles Garrett off his quarterback. Yeah. Yeah, I, it, there was so much stupidity. Mason Rudolph was stupid. Miles Garrett was stupid. And the game was over. Pouncey was – I mean, Pouncey, I'll give him at least a little bit of credit. Your teammates are going to respect the hell out of you. Like and, that. and you get you, paid you, to protect the quarterback. Yeah, I mean, you got – you got you earned some respect, but it was also like you could have seriously hurt the guy too. Yeah, um, like past football, you could have injured him. Um, at least and, his helmet was on. <laughs> yeah, at least his helmet was on. I guess. I mean, but that. I don't get Miles Garrett. Was he trying to put his helmet back on him because yeah, he oh, hit 100%. him with like the bottom of the helmet? One hundred percent. One hundred percent. No, I don't. Yeah, I mean, I don't understand what anybody in that entire scenario was doing. Like, no. why is Mason Rudolph trying to rip a six-five defensive lineman's helmet off? Why does he get up and run after him after your offensive lineman's already broken it up? Why is Miles Garrett swinging a helmet around? What is number sixty-five doing for the Cle- for Cleveland? <laughs> Why does Pouncey think it's okay to try to kick a dude in the head while he's laying on the ground? If he had it. kicked him while he was standing up, I just go respect because you get your foot that high. But yeah, there was just there was a lot of stupidity involved in that play. That I'm like, I mean, yeah, it, for two like terrible teams too. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. It was it was a bad night for NFL just because it was like this is the dumbest thing I've ever seen. That's why, like I think a lot of people were like so amazed that something like that happened because you haven't seen a big fight like that in a while. Mm-hmm. I mean, you've seen a lot of fights in the NFL, a lot of fights in college football, but like something where a helmet got clearly hit, like clearly hit somebody, you haven't seen that in a while. And I think everybody was just kind of amazed about that. And I, was, I mean, it was just stupid. Everything, like you said, fifteen seconds left. Cleveland was up. You what won. Is going the game's over. Yeah. Like, what is going on? Like, so much stupid. It, credit that the benches didn't clear. Like, everyone was just like... So, the people on the sidelines were obviously like, this is stupid. <laughs> yeah. Well, everybody's just ready to go shake hands. Yeah. And they're swinging helmets and kicking people in the head. <laughs> credit for the... Hey, credit to the... The referees don't get enough credit. They still threw their flags. Credit to them. They still got those flags yeah. out. Yeah. It was just a... It was a big cluster... That I, I don't know. I'm dumbfounded. Miles Garrett deserves his suspension. I love that they threw the playoff suspension in there, knowing good and well the Cleveland Browns will not make the playoffs. Oh yeah, that was the biggest like savage move of yeah. all time. Um, Low key. Yeah, and then I am. Wow, is Mason Rudolph not suspended? Like he did instigate the fight. I don't know. Like you did start it. <laughs> well, I guess technically Miles Garrett started. Like you were just as involved. It wasn't like you were an innocent bystander that just got hit. Mm-hmm. Like you tried to. Keep the fight going. Yeah. Like, I feel like that deserves at least a one-game suspension and a fine. I don't know. If they find people for what they wear and they didn't find Mason Rudolph for that. I guess stupid. his suspension was getting hit over the top of the head with a helmet. That wasn't enough. He's <laughs> If he wasn't in a hospital. <laughs> they don't need any more injuries to quarterbacks, though, so I guess that's fair. Yeah. But yeah, I don't know what they would do with a one-game suspension for Mason Rudolph. <laughs> yeah, I know. They mm. traded Josh Dobbs away. That wasn't great. No. Because he was beating out Mason Rudolph. Yeah, someone said at the time it made sense, and I was like, I mean, not not really. No. I mean, it it made sense for Jacksonville because they didn't think Gardner Minshew was going to be great. Yeah. And he turned out to be pretty good. Well, I mean, and like, 
I don't big Ben wasn't out yet, right? When they traded him, no. So like, but you knew Ben was gonna be out some games. Oh yeah, because he hasn't played like a full season in yeah. forever. So that it just it never made sense. Never made sense. Yep. That's all I got, guys. Make sure you check us out: iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, um, ArmchairMediaNetwork.com. We also got articles coming out. We'll have a preview for the basketball game on Wednesday. Um, then we'll have some stuff this week for football. Make sure you check all of that out. Thank you all for listening. Hopefully the balls are right tomorrow. Hopefully. What time does the, it come out? Do you know? Uh, like noon, it, something, like that? Yeah, something like that. That's all we got. We're bringing the boat in, and we out.